Hey, it is Tuesday, June the 30th, 2020. It is the last day of the month of June. We are six months into the year 2020. Who would ever have thought the year would have been like it's been so far? Anyways, I am Mark Z, and this is the Mark Z Marketing Podcast that you're listening to. So today's uh, podcast is uh, episode or season two, episode 18. Um, and we do these podcasts on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And today's podcast is entitled Slippery When Wet, or So They Say. So basically, um, there's a little story I had that I decided to tell. Um, a guy online and I were talking yesterday about his bike accident he had. And apparently that would have been scary, too. He got hit by a car, apparently, on a, probably a cycle. I don't think it was a motorcycle, but regardless, you know, he showed a picture of his broken leg or his busted up knee or whatever it was. And um, I said, you know what? I had a similar kind of event that happened a few years ago. And also I've been posting on my Facebook a lot of uh, cooking pictures. I like to eat, you know. (laughs) It is what I like to do. I like to cook and like to eat food that I make. And so... One of the things I wanted to bring out is it, this happened like two years ago. And I actually posted a copy of this on my blog and it's on my Facebook profile. You can check it out either spot. Um, so basically, you know, slippery when wet, uh, or so they say, means I took my bike out. It was June and it happened to be like a really chilly June, I guess. It's been like 50 degrees out today that I did this because we had happened to have rain like we're having today, except it was just chilly out. It wasn't warm at all. And I decided to take my bike out ahead and rode it in a while. Then I'll come and take it out, just take it around the block, maybe drive around the block around the neighborhood for real quick. So, you know, I had a pair of sweats on and my tennis shoes on. And, and, you know, Looking back, I'm glad I did. I could have been literally wearing shorts as a month of June. So I kind of sometimes I dress per the uh, season that we're in. And so I had shorts on usually, except for that day I had my sweatpants on. They're pretty thick. And then I had on a pair of tennis shoes at least. You had some shoes on. I wasn't just wearing flip-flops like I am right now. And uh, went out and you know, started to bike up, went out, got in the alley. And it's been a while since I rode it. So I was like, oh, yeah, I remember why I got this bike out here. So I went down my alley, out of my garage, made a left turn, and I started to fishtail immediately. So I hit a wet spot or something. And so when I tried to correct, I overcorrected. And basically what I ended up doing is flipping the bike right on top of my leg. Um, it happened literally split. It happened really quick. I was like, oh, you know, because I've been in fishtails before, and I've always come out of them just right. But apparently I think my – Tire hit a dry spot in the alley, which immediately stopped my bike from momentum, and then it threw my momentum the other opposite direction. And so, anyways, I had this 600-pound bike laying on top of my leg. Um, the pictures on the uh, Facebook uh, timeline, as well as the uh, um, uh, blog post, will show you exactly what it looked like, and it was a. Uh, Kind of interesting, at least. You know, to say at least, it was interesting to be in such a weird accident, not to walk away pretty much unscratched. I mean, there's a few in the pictures you'll see. Uh, you'll see the uh, damages that were done to my leg, as well as my elbow, 
And also, you'll see the reason why you should always wear a helmet. And you see there's scratches on the, on the uh, visor and the side of my helmet. Um, that would have been my head hitting the ground. Um, and it happened so fast. Um, never even saw it um, coming at all. So it was just like, wow. Um, that's why you always wear a helmet. I always try to wear some sort of pants when you're riding. Now, you know, and, and you know, be honest, you know, it's a silver wing. It's a Honda silver wing. If you don't know anything about what bikes are, um, I will link that in the uh, bottom also. Um, it is a oversized scooter is what it is. It's a 600cc uh, super fast uh, bike uh, for a scooter. Um, I've literally gone on like long rides where I'm driving like 90, 100 miles an hour the entire time um, easily without even stress, stressing the engine at all. Um, it is a four-cylinder uh, fuel-injected water-cooled, I believe. Yeah, water-cooled um, engine. It, it's pretty slick. I like it. Um, you can take a nice, comfortable long ride. The, the reason I bought it was, yes, I know how to ride a road motorcycle. I shift and all that. I know how to do all that. But I just wanted something easier to ride around. So I bought this when I was living out in the Bay Area back in uh, 2013. Excuse me, I take a drink of water. Um, and uh, basically, I, had, I bought the bike out there because I figured I was going to be living out there for a while. And at the time, that's where I was working. And I was like, you know what? I'm in the Bay Area. It's like 70 degrees year round here. Um, and it never rains because it's a constant drought out there. So I was like, shoot, I'm just going to buy a bike. I'm like, why not? You know, I mean, I get a car or get a bike. What am I going to get? You know, either way, I'm going to have to get a loan for it because I don't have, you know, like either way, a car was going to cost me like 30 grand, 25 grand, or, you know, a bike was like 12 or something like that. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to get a bike. I've always liked, you know, um, scooters because they're automatics. And I've always liked, uh, I wanted to get the biggest ones. I've been doing research up to the point where I went and bought it, obviously. Like anything else, you know, you just kind of look online and you find the best prices, you find the dealerships in the area. And I found a dealer that was close to where I was. I jump on a train and get there from where I was living. So I bought it. And I didn't get to really ride it that much, actually, because um, my work was really, like, less than a mile away. So I walked to work every day. There's actually no point in riding the bike. Um, I, I did a couple times. But most of the time, I just walked to work. I mean, it, it was right around the corner. And um, I took a few rides out there. I should have taken more. Um, I, I don't know what was wrong with me sometimes. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm living in California. Why don't I just jump on the, on the freeway and go, you know? I mean, I could have been, you know, anywhere. I just drove around. But I did not because within a few months, I think I literally actually, um, not literally, but actually it was like a month later I lost a job and then I had to be back here to St. Louis. So I really had no time to really ride it like I wanted to. It's kind of a wasted purchase, but I still have it. It's fully paid for now, <laughs> finally. I own the bike outright, so, you know, it's even, uh, I was looking, <clears throat> I had taken pictures, and you may find them on my timeline, I don't know, I'm not looking for them, but I took pictures of my bike uh, back in, I think it was March or April, when I just got the registration redone, so my bike's good, registered in state till 2022 now, which is kind of cool, I, and then, you know, thinking about this year so far, you know, six months into the year, it's kind of cool that I did it when I did it, because um, now bike registrations in the state of Missouri start um, in June, so your bike plates say June on it, <laughs> literally says June, you know, and then you have a tag on it that says what year, 
Um, so I went in, you know, my, my plates were due to expire in April because I'd gotten my, uh, you know, my plates two years earlier. It said 20 on there. And then I went in to get plates. I said, oh, yeah, these will go to June, but we're going to go ahead and give you one now because, um, you know, next time you get in June, I'm like, yeah, makes sense, you know, because April's kind of a sketchy time around here. It can be like nice or it can be super cold. <clears throat> so I think probably what they had was complaints of people like, um, complaining about having to go get their bike inspected in April, not ready to really ride yet, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, I uh, got my plate, so I'm already, you know, I'm licensed, I'm tagged till 2022, I'm good to go, you know, like, to worry about anything. So anyways, um, <clears throat> you know, anything you can break your leg at, I mean, basically, I'm 90% positive I broke my leg, and I walked around on it like an idiot for, for, like a week at least, it was on fire, man. This thing burnt. I mean, let me tell you, you do not want to have a 600-pound bike land on your leg in a hurry like that. I mean, just drop on you. Um, it hurt. <laughs> I will not take it anywhere from there. It hurt. It hurt really damn bad. I even had trouble getting up because, I mean, here I was laying on my side, and I'm like, okay, that happened fast. How did I get here? Oh, well, I need to get out from under this bike. Oh, there's nobody around. I'm in a dark alley. Great. <laughs> you know, it's nighttime. Nobody just saw this. Well, that's actually a good thing that nobody saw this because I look like an idiot later <laughs> right now. You know, then not only that, you got to get the bike back up. You got to restart it and, you know, make sure it starts. And you got to kind of check out damages. And Yeah, it was a nightmare. Flipping nightmare. So, anyways, the point of the uh, post was that um, I used to religiously work out get up at 5 a.m. every day, go down to the gym, get in an hour, you know, five, six days a week, whatever I can manage, try to get on a schedule. I was doing really good. And, you know, and I'd been working out for years since I came back from uh, California back in 2013. So, you know, workout was part of my normal routine. And then I just fell off of it. You know, after that accident, I've not been back to the gym, but I still eat like I go to the gym. So I do eat a lot of food, and it's probably not good for me at all. In fact, I'm not, I'm not going to say probably. I know it's not good for me. Um, but that's just the way things are sometimes. Um, I need to get back to the gym, that's for sure. Otherwise, I'm going to die young, whatever you want to say. I'm not young now, but I'll be dying really quick then, I guess, because I just drink and I eat, you know, have a good time, whatever. So um, I guess, you know, the main point of all this is really – you know, no matter what you do, um, you can find yourself in a weird situation where, you know, boom, next thing you know, um, you're down and out and, you know, you need to somehow make that money online and you don't really know where to turn. You don't know what to do. And so finally, you know, I found this this uh, company, I guess you would call it platform. It's called Evergreen Lead Machine, ELM for short, ELM. And I tell people about it all the time. You know, join it, you know, but here's the thing. A lot of people online are lazy. They're just flipping lazy. So when you think about it, you know, a lot of people just won't implement anything at all. It's like, you know, really, you know, cut to the chase. People will go buy a shiny object from one of the people I call the Circle Jerk group on uh, Warrior Plus. They'll go buy a, a stupid product that doesn't work, software that is supposed to be push button because nothing is push button. Yet they will not want to take a URL and copy it or talk to people to get three of their friends even to sign up 
and do one simple thing that's to validate your email. So like it'll say activate your account. I never personally have liked that terminology because I think activate in your mind and my mind said, oh, they're what credit card information. No, they want you to do one simple thing. That's a double opt-in, which is validate your email that you really do own this email. Um, so, you know, it, it helps any like, okay, so let's circle back to like affiliate marketing in general. You're emailing, you know, bulk emailing people that opt into a list. Well, these people that give you bad emails causes bounces. And you get too many of these bounces, the uh, companies out there don't like it. Or if you start emailing to, like, somebody else's email that doesn't want it, and they will, like, say, like, hey, you know, this guy's spamming me, and then you get on a blacklist somewhere. Um, speaking of that, my actual uh, marketingmarketing.com domain is finally free and clear of all blacklists, knock on wood. Um, it took me a while, so I set up these Mailwood servers. Uh, hello, Zeus. It's my dog. You heard me. You heard me knock on wood. Um, there's nobody at the door. Go sit down. Go sit. There's nobody at the door. So he got freaked out because I just knocked on this desk, and you know that's the way it is sometimes. Um, my dog can be loud and he can be annoying. There's absolutely nobody at the door. Um, but it is what it is. So what I was talking about here is um, my markzmarketing.com domain, which I have on MailWiz, the MailWiz platform, which I will put together a quick video one day of how to set up MailWiz, MailWiz server. Um, for those of you that don't like paying that money today, whatever, my MailWiz server, one domain, and uh, six IP addresses cost me literally $3.35 a month. Um, now, it took me a while to get off blacklist because I was using all these old leads from MLGS, which is my lead gen secret, which are co-reg leads. And nobody tells you this when you first get in the game. And I'm going to tell you right now as a little uh, lesson to this. If you don't want co-reg leads, man, those things are dirty. They're not really dirty leads, but they're they're leads that, you know, really don't ever convert because they never opted into your list. You know, they opted into somebody else's list and that person sold the emails is what it comes down to. Um, they're they're decent, you know. They're decent leads, but you have to clean them. Which I've got a whole email or a video series on cleaning MLGS leads, um, and I'll go ahead and link that below. Also, um, it's a two part series actually. One shows you how to clean them, and then the other one uh, video shows you how to uh, um, uh, email them afterwards. It's like an email campaign set up for you. Um, so. Basically, um, my MailWiz server finally is 100% off of every blacklist that's out there. There's a gazillion of them. I think there's like nine, almost 100 blacklists that people like will shoot their mail against. And so currently, all my uh, email that's on that server, all my email address on that server have been super cleaned. I, I use a system. Uh, I think I, I did already go ahead and um, log that. Well, it's in the MLGS uh, videos. Uh, check those out if you want to know what company I use to clean like a thousand addresses for like three bucks or something like that. Um, anyways, I, I got them all clean and I sent an email yesterday, this morning to the bigger list of uh, leads that I have out there and uh, it went pretty good. You know, there's they went 100% through, all the emails are clean. And then I what I end up doing is it's kind of my own personal thing. I build 
a validated email list. So people that open my email on that go into this other list, which is smaller and tidier. And you know when you email those people, they're really like going to open your email at that point. Um, so there's a little system I use in the mail with server. But anyways, what I was talking about was, uh, and this would be the last thing I say, the, the point of this whole podcast really is for you to uh, join Elm now. Um, Elm is growing. Um, it, it's getting bigger. It, uh, as of tomorrow, which is Wednesday, July 1st, it's going into the next phase of Elm. There's going to be um, different plans you can get into. Um, Diamond is the highest plan. And, and if you're really wanting, you know, marketing in a box, talk to me about that. It's a huge, huge commitment. But I just posted something on my uh, Facebook timeline, which I will read to you. And it is 100% where I am at right now. Um, so on my Facebook timeline, I just posted a success only comes to those willing to get uncomfortable. You comfortable. Basically saying that if you are too comfortable with what you're doing from day to day, uh, success is never going to quite reach you because all the people out here in this space, the ones that have made it, are totally uncomfortable. Like they had to get uncomfortable at one point in time to reach the, the, the heights of where they're at now. Talk to any of these gurus, the ones that are really gurus, the ones that will talk to you and ask them, um, what was your you know key to success? And they're going to say something to the fact that they had to go to a point in time where they had to get uncomfortable. So anyways, there's going to be a bunch of links below. Go ahead and follow them. Um, I'll label them accordingly. And this is really the end of the Tuesday podcast. Like I said, I've been making these around 17, 18, 20 minutes a piece. So they should be a nice accompaniment for you to drive and commute to your 9 to 5 or commute back from your 9 to 5 to home. Once again, this is the Mark Z Marketing Podcast. And this has been Season 2, Episode 18, which was entitled Slippery When Wet, or So They Say. Till next time. This is Mark Z. Have a good one.